Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most creative and innovative minds. Today, I'm here with Asha Daniels, who is a fashion designer and TV star <laughs> Thank you. From Project Runway Fame. How are you today? I'm good, you know. Um, it's been a, tr- a tough week, but I'm feeling a little more positive, so I'm good. Good, good. Thank you for coming down. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about your fashion background, because I love fashion, obviously. Um, and I know you went to DAP. So I'm curious about how your um, experience at DAP kind of led to Project Runway. Can you give us a little background on how all that went down? Yeah, absolutely. So um, everyone knows, if you know about DAP, that we have a really cool co-op program. So um, it helps you get your feet wet and see what works for you, what you do like, what you don't like. I wish more schools did that absolutely. so that you could actually get hands-on experience because I went into it thinking I liked one thing and coming out knowing, like, no, that's, that's probably not going to work out for me. Right. That's exactly right. And I'm really thankful for it because my first few co-op, like, my actual first co-op was at Granimals um, in Shut New York up. City, which I'm oh. like, I don't even know if people know who, what Granimals is anymore. Who doesn't know what Granimals is? Girl, the younger generation doesn't know. But oh, Granimals, okay. like, Walmart <laughs> Granimals, that was my first internship. And, it, I mean, it was a great experience because it let me know that wasn't my thing. Okay. Right? So I went on to do a couple more uh, corporate fashion jobs. And my favorite of them was working at Licenza for the limited brands. It really let me be creative. Um, but I would doing say... Doing lingerie? Yes, really? girl. Doing fabulous lingerie. Okay. Yeah, do you so, have any of these sketches still? I would like to Oh, I that. do. I have everything on my computer. Okay. That's why it's about to break right now because <laughs> I don't delete anything. Understood. Understood. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my experience working co-ops with corporate fashion jobs um, really let me see like the give and take and the pull of having a creative mind and having to work with a buyer. Mm-hmm. And I realized that wasn't for me. You know, <laughs> at this point in time, it wasn't. Um, as much as I love fashion, I really love the creative and the artistic side. You felt like it was too restrictive? Yeah, okay. I felt really restricted. Um, I had an amazing co-op that actually allowed me to design something that went into mass production. And um, just the stress to see how it really works to go from concept to actual production, um, that whole process I was really not prepared for. Um, because I'm a creative and I like to push the envelope and I like to, you know, like, let's see what we can get away with. And, you know, working with a buyer is tough because a buyer goes into the design process like we need to make money. We need to put our money on sure bets and doing things that have already worked for us in the past and doing what our competitors are doing. So there's really, you know, not a ton of space for um, someone who really wants to push that envelope creatively. So, I, you know, I, I'm very thankful for my corporate co-ops, but I realized that really wasn't for me and what I was looking for at the moment. Um, so for my last two internships, I was actually watching Project Runway All Stars. <laughs> oh, really? And I saw the beautiful Georgina Chapman. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm this girl from Cincinnati. Let me see if I can get on her website, see if there's an email for interning at Marquesa. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is total shot in the dark. I just knew I wasn't going to get a response. But I did it while watching All Stars, and I got a response like an hour later. from Are one you of kidding the, me? Yeah, from one of the workers there. They asked to see my work. I sent it in, and they were like, all right, when can you come? Okay, so what did you tell them? For anybody who's looking to do something similar, what did you say in this email? Um, I just said, hey, my name's Ash Daniels. You know, I let them know my background. I said, 
into my portfolio, my work, and why I wanted to work for Marquesa. Which like is specifically, specifically for that brand. Specifically why I, I wanted important. to work for that brand, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and just, you know, how I felt like I could give a lot because I'm someone who's such a self-starter. You teach me how to do something and I can run with it, you know. Um, and when I'm feeling challenged in my work environment, I know that that's where I really thrive. So I kind of just, like, put it all out there and I was uh-huh. like, shot in the dark, let's see if this works. And got an email back and um, decided, obviously, to take it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it, it was non-paid, which was a struggle. Yeah. But, you know, I looked at it as being part of my education, um, you it's know, furthering my education, yeah, investing in myself. Um, and the, the time I spent at Marquesa was, like, a beautiful nightmare. It was, like, some oh. of the toughest days <laughs> and, like, the most challenging. But I feel like it really molded me into the creative that I am today. And, honestly, I wouldn't trade it. You know, when I first started those first few days, um, I hated going to work every day. Oh, why? I cried just about every other day. About um, what? On the subway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm picturing little Asha. I'm like, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I was. I cried. I called my mom. I'm like, I want to come home. But, no, she was like, uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's really like when you go from working a corporate fashion job, um, when on your first day, you know, they got a little sign, they got cupcakes for you, and it's really cute. Yeah. And they really, you know, hold your hand, so to speak. Um, but when you work couture fashion, it is like every man for himself, got you know? It. So you come in there, and there's about 20 other interns there, and they come in and out every other day. Everyone else is from FIT, Parsons. You know, they're looking at you like Cincinnati, Ohio, Ohio. girl, you live on a farm. <laughs> You know, so um, so I didn't get, like, the cool jobs starting off. You know, I had to do a lot of, like, go get coffee, go take this embroidery sample across Manhattan on foot and come back. Oh, and, boy. Yeah, it was rough. So um, I really didn't like it. And I was like, you know, this is not the place for me. I don't know why I'm here. Um, and it was rough. But I stuck in there. You know, thank God my parents are, you know, always pushing me to, like, stay yeah. and keep at it. Um, so I, I continued going there, and I was there every day, um, all day, and I didn't just drop off to two days a week or anything. I was tempted to. Uh, But one day I was there, and it was like this weird situation where nobody else was in the room with me, and um, the girl who hired me on to be be an intern with Marquesa came with me uh, with a photo of a flower, and we didn't even know what flower it was, and she's like, hey, will you, um, will you, drape something that is inspired by this photo. So I was like, all right, this is just fun, busy work. Was that just random? Okay. It was random. This was not a regular thing. Got it. You know, this wasn't normal for interns to just get something to drape. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is busy work. There must be nothing else to do. (laughs) So I was like, I'll take it. This sounds fun. So um, I did this uh, drape on the hip of a dress form that was like that flower. And it's like one of the, still to this day, one of the things I'm most proud of. Um, But she came back in the room and she's like, this is gorgeous. And so she's like, Let's show this to Georgina. To and Georgina like, herself? Oh, my God. Yeah, in to person? Georgina herself. <laughs> in person. Um, and, you know, like, we see Georgina and Karen all day, like, coming in in their fabulous heels, looking great. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, am I allowed to talk exactly, to you? Like, yeah. we didn't really interact with them at all. Um, so to go into her office, I was, like, so nervous. Um, but I'm thankful because she loved it. She took it in the room to show Karen into her office, and they both loved it. And from, like, that point on, I was pretty much set um, with getting all of the good intern work, nice. you know, which was, like, so it was it was really unheard of for, like, interns to 
to get that level of work. Right. Um, but that dress, I was able, like, in my second time coming back, to see that through to um, it was the showpiece of their couture bridal line. Um, and I was able to drape other things that walked the runway, and it was a great experience. So. It sounds like it. So you did two runs at Marquesa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two three-month runs at Marquesa, and... Best time. Yeah. But from that experience, I realized, I know this is like so long-winded, right, to get you back to Project Runway. No, it's fine. <laughs> so um, I realized from that experience that this is something that I can do and that I want to do. And so you like the hands-on part? Yeah, I like the hands-on part. I like the creative part. I like pushing the boundaries and really just being able to naturally do whatever comes to mind hmm. and play around um, in the couture side of fashion. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and without giving specifics, working in the couture industry is very hard to get a job, although I think I was pretty set to uh, hopefully get a great job from just my experiences there. But, um, you know, they don't pay the best. And, right. you know, then there's that struggle between if you work corporate, you're going to get paid really well, but you're not going to get to really flex that creative muscle every day. And then if you work the creative side, you're going to, like, age yourself prematurely <laughs> and barely make it and have a savings, you know? So Yeah, and that's one like, k there. Right? I was like, if I'm going to struggle, I want to do it for myself and see if I can do this myself. Oh, I like so that. Uh-huh. that's why, and that's what led me to Project Runway, because I wanted a platform to show what I could do. And I'm curious about how that application process went, because it seems like with most reality TV shows, the casting is based on, like, what personality disorder you have. Oh, it totally this, is. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we need a crazy one. We right, need a exactly, shy one. You exactly. know, we need some contrast. But I'm curious about if that was your experience in reality. Yeah, so the... Um, the application process is pretty strenuous. Um, it starts off where they kind of just ask for like your work, so you send in your portfolio, pieces of your work, whatever. Um, and then if they like you, they will ask to you to come to one of their sites where they have people on a judging panel. So on my judging panel, there was like Tim Gunn and Mondo and uh, someone else who I can't remember. Really? They were yeah. on the initial judging panel? Yeah, they are on the initial judging panel. Okay. So I went to Chicago um, and it went really well. They loved my work. I was like, okay, like I was very nervous. Um, and if you get past that day of going in front of those judges and they like you, then they invite you back for a Oprah Winfrey style um, couch interview. Are they trying to make you cry? Yeah, right. I think they just want to see how you <laughs> deal and like how your brain works and, you know, if you'll be good on TV. So um, so the next day I was invited back and one of the producers interviewed me and it went really well. Um, and then after that, they have you do a drug test. Mm. Um, you have to sign this crazy contract. You have to do a psych evaluation, so a written one. Interesting. Yeah, a written one where they try to trip you up. They'll ask you, like, the same, the same question, question three different ways, ways mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then after that, you have to actually Skype with their psychiatrist. Wow. So, it's it's really intensive. Okay. Um, and the first time I applied, I made it all the way to the end, to the point where they were like, alright, get your bags packed. You're, like, in the last round. And then last second, they were like, I'm so sorry, we went with somebody else. And um, I spoke to the lady who was, like, my point person person the whole time and she was like you know like there's definitely a formula for what we look yeah, for okay. and it was like clear to me that it was like my niche was already taken we already for that. have a you this yes, season that's exactly <laughs> right they already had a me that season um, and, and so then they um, called me like that fall like a couple months later and they were like hey we're doing another round of Project Runway so um, I kind of got to skip all that other stuff because they already oh, knew okay. me yeah. um, they asked me to like come back in and show my work again and I was luckily able to bypass all that extra stuff they had us do. 
Okay, and then you got your stuff packed up? Yeah, and then I got—they literally will tell you, like, a week before you leave. Wow, didn't know it was that close. Oh, yeah. It's very stressful the way they do that. Even with Uh All-Stars, it was like—like, they had already been in talks with me, like, a little bit earlier, but they didn't have a start date. And I was like—I remember I got engaged, like, on a Saturday or something, and then, like, two days later I had to leave. And they had told me, like, a couple days before that. So, yeah, it's kind of like you got to just drop off the face of the earth really Drop quick. everything and go. Yeah. And how long did the actual taping process last? Um, It's like about two months-ish. Okay. You know, like a month and a half, I'd say. Um, and it, it really just depends because I think All Stars took a little bit longer to tape because they took a few more break days, which mm. I did not like. But, oh, you know, no. I, I, when you're you in that to get kind back? I was like, yeah, I want to get this over with. Okay. You know, like, let's <laughs> keep it moving. Like, let's not take an off day. Let's keep going. So, yeah. <laughs> So when you were doing the Project Runway stuff, um, and then when you came back here, you would do, like, the screenings, which was, I thought, really interesting because there was always tea to be spilled. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of curious about, you know, we like gossip. So I'm kinda, <laughs> right? Who doesn't? I'm kind of curious about, is there anything in particular that stands out to you as something that either didn't make it on screen that you thought should have or vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is an interesting story, um, and I, I'm definitely allowed to talk about this <laughs> without any trouble. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but the episode that I um, was kicked off this season, um, there was a guest judge there, and if you watch the episode, you'll know who I'm talking about. But he was like, like I was really excited to meet him because he's someone that I like look up to, um, and whatever. And my interaction with him, he was like. So, 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 so rude. And I'm shocked they didn't show any of it on TV. But his entire interaction with me was pretty much cut out, like, entirely. Like, they didn't even show his comment on my work. Um, But it was one of those situations where I knew, like, I was being baited to, you know— act a fool right. or cut somebody out and I was like nope Pam and Charles raised me better than that. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and it's funny because my peers on the show they were all really mad because they were like we don't like what's going on here so they could um, tell too oh yeah totally um, and they were like you handled that so well you just shook your head and said thank you so much you know that was my response always because I'm kind of like like fashion is one of those things that if you don't get it if you don't see it that's okay mm-hmm. like what I do is not for it's everybody it's subjective yeah. you know it's totally subjective so I, I know who I am as a designer I already know I'm like I'm looking at you know here's Georgina Chapman who I very much so respect and I'm like I've worked under her and she's put my work on the runway so you know like I'm very much someone who knows who I am and I know my worth but I was definitely taken aback by some of the comments he made um, because I was just like oh my gosh like I cannot believe you're like this in real life (laughs) it was it was out and out rude or like it was out and out rude I believe there was like a comment that um, he said that, and what what was also upsetting because my model was really upset, mm. you know. So mm. he was kind of like, "Your model looks oversexed and under fu, fill in the blank." And I just remember my jaw dropped, and I was just like, "Who raised you?" <laughs> Oh, that's so, yeah. a new one. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely taken aback by it. But, I mean, it, it honestly, I was more so like, I feel sorry that this is something that you would feel comfortable saying to a fellow designer. But, you know, they didn't show any of it. So. Yeah, that's weird. 
I would think that they would want the drama. Yeah, you would think, but, but maybe I think they didn't they, want to make this person look bad. I think they. Sh- I think that they realized how bad that looked. Uh-huh, you know what yeah, I mean? Uh-huh. Um, because it was kind of like you're talking about women now. It's not even about a design. It's you kind of making a comment on a woman. You know. So I felt bad for my model. (laughs) (laughs) And you still keep in touch with some of the people from the show, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dom and Ken and Sam are like my boo things forever (laughs) and always. Um, I constantly have a group text going with Dom and Ken. Uh They seem like fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're like family to me. I love them so much, and they're so talented. So I was really glad to be put on the same season with them. And then Sam from my original season, Mm -hmm. it was great having him on and having someone that I already knew I could kind of go in who had my back and would have my best interest. Cool. So I know that you're back here, and as you mentioned, you're engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big day. Have you said <laughs> November yet? 11th. Okay, yeah. so November. What else are you up to here in Cincinnati? Yeah, so um, I actually have a cool, well, several cool projects coming up. Um, next month, uh, Grace Jones of Dwellings. She's an amazing interior decorator, and um, she's also she's into designing an entire house. So next month, she is. Um, they're having like a grand opening of this beautiful house that she's designing. Um, it's French Industrial, which is a completely new... Yeah, it's uh, it's a completely new um, genre, mm-hmm. and she created it herself. And um, she and her, her and I just automatically clicked. We have the same publicist, um, and her style is like my fashion just in home design and home decor. So we click automatically, um, and she's a great friend of mine, but she's making this house, and she's asked me to kind of collaborate with her, and um, I'm going to have a showcase piece um, or two at that grand opening. What kind of showcase piece? We're talking furniture or fashion? Fashion. Okay. So, yeah, she's designing all the fashion and um, I'm sorry, not fashion. She's designing all the furniture and the layout of the house literally from the ground up. Usually, you know, people will call in an interior decorator to design Design the room After or to all that, get the yeah. furniture, but she's doing it totally from the ground up huh. with her partner Jeff, and they do amazing work. So I'm going to at least do one piece or a couple um, that are French industrial style pieces to kind of just celebrate this new style she came up with. Now so I'm excited does, about what that. What does French industrial look like? Because I'm picturing like French countryside and then over here, and then industrial over here. And where do the twain meet? Yeah, so French industrial, um, it's kind of like this vintage meets new meets industrial, you know, kind of like hard, mm-hmm. um, you know. What kind meets, of fabrications are you using? I guess that would be a good uh, So, you know, I'm a huge fan of faux leather. Yeah, I know. Uh, so <laughs> faux leather will definitely be involved. Um, but I'm looking into kind of mixing it with some prints and really going for uh, mixing feminine with like a hard edge. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like a little bit of vintage in there. So uh-huh. it'll be interesting. You'll definitely know. I'll send you an invite. Okay, yeah. Now, when is this happening again? Uh, It's August 16th, I believe, next month. Um, So I've got that coming up. And then the other big thing that I'm really excited about is that I'm collaborating for the new UC Tartan plaid. Um, It's this completely new plaid that is an upscale um, take on just spirit wear for UC. So the plaid is actually extremely dope. Like, it looks like it fits right in with my Afropunk collection. Oh, I love that. Um, Yeah, so when I I first met Grace and I saw that she was working with this plaid, I'm just like, oh, this looks literally like it could just go in with my collection already. Um, so I'm working on a couple of clutches and a trench coat 
that's reversible, um, and hopefully a few other pieces that I've got in the works. But we're hoping to launch it for Homecoming this year. Oh, that's UC. a good idea. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, Are these things that people will be able to actually buy? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, they they will be able to actually buy it. Uh, we're still in talks to figure out all the details mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it should be this Homecoming uh, around the fall time. You're going to be busy come fall, basically. Yes, I'm going to be busy <laughs> come fall. That it, I'm busy already. Yeah. I'm going to get no sleep. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so as far as the wedding stuff goes, are you, like, designing your own dress? Dresses, yes. Oh, of of course, darling. Yes, Yes. I've got to have two. You know, and my mom had just talked me out of doing two dresses. She's like, Asha, it's too much. And I'm like, okay, I agree. And then I found this second fabric that I love. So (laughs) my hands are tied. i got to have two dresses. Oh, now it's inevitable. Now it's not even up to you anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm super excited about the wedding dress, um, which will now give me more reason to have a ridiculously long train on my first wedding dress since I'm changing. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm getting the bodice custom um, beaded in India. So I'm really excited to get the artwork back on that this upcoming week. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, so I've got that. And then I found this other fabric at Mood that I love. And, you know. So you have the haps on all, like, the production and where to go to get fabrics and things like that. Do you design custom pieces for other people? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's my favorite thing to do. Really? Um, right now I've got a few custom orders that I'm working on. Um, and really that's my favorite thing. Um, I just met with an amazing lady who's a playwright, hmm. and she's uh, premiering her play The Mask this week. And she's like, oh, can you just, like, she's a huge fan of the show, and she's so sweet and super talented, but um, she just wanted to wear something that I made. So that's what I'll be doing this week before Fabric comes in for another order at the end of the week. Ah, okay. And how can people get in touch with you about stuff like that? Like, do you want people to go to your website, or what's the best way to yes. get a custom Asha Daniels piece? Yeah, so my website is always up. Um, it's ashaama.com, A-S-H-A-A-M-A.com. Um, and then my email address, uh, you can email me at couture at ashaama.com as well. Do you have a favorite type of thing to design or to create? Yeah, you know, my favorite thing um, is when someone comes to me and they're like, look, I've got this event, and they just kind of tell me about themselves, and I can just run wild. You know, that's my favorite kind of customer, someone who's not afraid to wear something that's dramatic or out there or super eye-catching. So, yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. Um, You know, and a lot of people don't know, like, there's a difference between a seamstress and a designer, and I have to tell them that, you know. Um, But my thing, like, that's my specialty is I like to know my client, you know, kind of get a feel for who they are, and then give them my vision of where I think they should go. But you can do it all. Like, I've seen you. You did it on the TV. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, that gets me in trouble. You never know how many times people are like, hey, you know, I got something tomorrow. Can you just make me something really quick? I'm like, Uh, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You got a camera crew to film all this? Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Um, So speaking of the type of work that makes you happy um, lately, and it's been a little difficult for the past week, but lately I've been trying to focus on like small moments that brought me joy. Um, So for instance, I went to visit one of my good friends who was in town visiting her parents this weekend. And I was in like the Springdale area and I could have either hopped on the highway to get to her parents' house or I could drive through my old neighborhood to get to her parents' house. And I was like, I'm gonna drive through the old hood. Let's see what's going on here. Um, So when I got to like the area where my mom And I always remember this as my mom driving because for a long time I couldn't, obviously. When I turned onto the street that led to the street that I basically spent 
the, my entire life on and saw the sign and saw that the house that was there was the same house that was always there and the swimming pool was closed up as it always was. We could never figure out who actually used that swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and driving up the street and seeing that my baby's, my old babysitter's house was on the side and her garage door was up just like it always was. It was really nice to have that moment of like familiarity and comfort. Yeah. As you know, I kind of thought back to a time when everything seemed, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't 100% always okay, right. but as a child, it seemed that way. So yeah. it was really comforting to see that sign and all those familiar places. And it really kind of um, helped me uh, emotionally settle down a little bit after all the turmoil that's been going on in the past week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you? so I actually do have something. Um, as you said, this week has been extremely difficult, um, especially difficult to be like the happy, positive, hopeful person that I am. Um, that's so someone that I am. And just seeing, you know, on video in your face, uh, things that we've know, known have gone on um, in this country since the birth them. of this country yeah. has just been really hurtful and really hard for me. Um, so I have been in a funk, you know, all week. And I've just tried to stay to myself and just, you know, not really be out there and just kind of disconnect from things Mm -hmm. because I don't want to, you know, see it and just be in this funk. Um, But last night I stumbled across, um, there's an officer named Officer Tommy, um, what is his last name? Tommy, mm, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, But I, I stumbled across his Instagram And he is an officer in Little Rock, Arkansas, who um, he defines to me what I wish uh, we would see more of. He is an officer who protects and serves. And his his name is Officer Tommy Norman. That's what it is. So I think his Instagram is T Norman. Um, But I literally fell asleep last night just watching his videos. Um, He posts a ton of videos of just his community. He's like best friends with every last child in that community. (laughs) And it is an inner city community. He's Mm -hmm. a white man. um, And it's, you know, all these black children that are just so cute and so sweet. Um, He's got videos up of him interacting with black teenagers and like our older people. And, you know, that gave me so much hope Mm -hmm. because at this time, especially where we see so much negativity and so much distrust um, between everyone, it was really hopeful for me to see that there is a police officer out there who is really loving on his community and really wants to protect and serve his community. And, you know, if you watch some of the videos, the kids come up and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, police officers. Oh, because they see I, a good example. Yeah, because they see a good example. And, you know, I'm just hopeful that his message of love and community policing um, really catches on um, because I know we've got a ton of great police officers like that. Sure, we just don't see sure, it. Right. You know, just like we're seeing these videos of these men being killed and we don't see it in our face like that. So I'm hoping that, you know, his message can kind of just be the uh, model for around the country and we see more of that. Um, because, you know, as me growing up, I honestly, I would say I never even saw like a community police officer that I knew, but it was so clear that when this man, you know, drives down the street, the kids come running. They're like, Officer Norman, like you got snacks <laughs> for us today. And it's just like the cutest, like the way he interacts with them just gives me hope for the future. So... That's really you know, cool. if you're feeling a little stressed out and hopeless about the way things are going, I look at his Instagram because he's Norman. doing great okay. work. T Norman, we have to. Ch- I'm gonna have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, you should. It all like I literally watched it as I was going to sleep. I was probably up an hour watching videos of Aww. his. Okay, all right. Yeah. We'll have 
to look at that. Um, so where else can people find you? We've talked about the website and email. Yes. What about the what about the social medias? Okay, so social media. Um, my Instagram is Asha underscore Ama, and you can find me on Facebook as Asha Ama. Um, I also have a fan page on Facebook, Asha Ma, same way. And Twitter is Asha Ma also. So pretty much if you just put in <laughs> Asha Ma, I'm like the only person who is Asha Ma. It's just the underscore sometimes. That's the way to do it. That's yeah. the way to do it. And you can find me online at The Style Sample on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat now because I done figured that out. Uh, and you can also find past episodes of the Creative City Podcast online at creativecitypodcast.com. Be sure to check out the um, email list where you can sign up and learn more about the different creatives who are doing interesting things in and around the city. Uh, thank you for coming down, Asha. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to just, you know, see all the work that you're doing. You're yeah, awesome. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you, babe. You're yeah. awesome, too. <laughs> and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.